welcome to Dental Appointment, a podcast by two dental students aiming to give you an insight into the world of dentistry. We will be discussing all things dental related, from dental applications to life as a dental student. We will also provide you with an insight into our own experiences, as well as talking to other members of the profession about a range of different topics to get their views and learn about the different opportunities after dental school. My name is Ryan. And I'm Becky. And this is Dental Appointment. Welcome back. In today's episode, we are joined by Sashi Taddy, a BDS5 student from the University of Central Lancashire. Thank you for joining us today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, thanks again for joining us, Sashi. It's great to have you on and hear a little bit about you clan and what's got to offer. So just to kick it off, because I think a lot of people might not be that familiar with you clan. Um, what would you say sets UCLan apart from the other dental schools, in your opinion? Um, so for me, UCLan stands out from other dental schools because it's a four-year degree. Um, so I know that's not so clear <laughs> on the website, but it is a four-year graduate entry course. Um, so I've already studied a degree beforehand, so it's definitely very helpful just to have that kind of one year uh, less of studying. And I think it's only one of three dental stu- uh, dental schools that actually offers the four-year programme, so very, very mm-hmm. helpful. Um, UCLan's known to be very, very practical, and um, that's how I learn best, so it's really, really hands-on. Um, right from the get-go, really, you start day one in Phantom Head, um, you see your first patient in first year, so that's what I really like about the dental school. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a relatively small cohort as well, actually, so there's around 28 students a year, so it's a really good kind of student to staff ratio. So everybody gets on really well. It's like a close knit family. Um, and another thing I think that makes UCLan stand out is that um, we're really, really well integrated with the hygiene therapy course. So my previous mm-hmm. degree was actually oral health sciences. Um, I'm a dental hygienist therapist first. So I've continued to kind of work as well while studying dentistry. Um, so I've seen in practice, like literally just how important it is for that teamwork um, element. Mm. And a lot of dentists don't actually know the scope of practice for a hygienist therapist. So Mm. I definitely think it's taught really well at UCLan. Um, And just a bonus one for me, I'm actually from Preston. So (laughs) um, I'm just living at home. So it's it's really lovely. So it's been quite nice for you to go back from well, you said you were at Edinburgh beforehand. Yes, Edinburgh, yeah. and then I worked in London, and now I'm back in Preston. So yeah, Preston. it's nice to be at home. <laughs> Lovely. That's quite a lot. Like, yeah. um, like very good points for um, UCLan with it being sort of so practical and like a smaller cohort as well. And I think it's nice that you've highlighted like the integration with the oral health sciences students as well. Like you said, the whole teamwork, um, within the dental team. Um, With regards to it being such a small cohort, is it quite sort of competitive to get into? Yes, I think a lot of the graduate entry places are really competitive. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm not really sure how many people applied, but there was an entrance exam and then there was um, a multiple mini kind of interview thing as well. So it is quite competitive, um, but I'm not really sure how many people applied actually. Mm -hmm. And you said there that you have a degree beforehand, um, having done your oral health sciences. What other degrees do you clan 
accept as an appropriate first degree and will allow you to apply there? Um, so as far as I'm aware, it's any kind of um, science degree. So uh, like maybe biomedical sciences. There's quite a few pharmacists on the course, actually. Um, people that have studied anatomy, um, physiology, those kind of subjects. Um, so any kind of mm-hmm. science based degree. And you have to have a two one in that as well to be able to get into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's really important for those that are thinking of applying to know. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To sort of move on to like how dentistry is taught at UCLan, could you sort of give us like a breakdown of the well, what you're taught over the four years? Yes. So um, in first year, which is second BDS, that's basically two years combined into one. So it's quite intense. Um, You start off in phantom head with all the kind of restorative work. Um, It's really heavy with the head and neck anatomy, um, embryology. We're in the prosthetics lab once a week as well. So lots of denture work. Um, And then as you enter second semester, we learn more about x-rays, local anesthetic, and there's a human health and disease module as well. So there's a lot of immunology, um, pathology, microbiology, those kind of topics. And then we see our first patient in June of first year, and um, we're actually split up into four groups as a a year. Um, And these four groups are at our dental education centres. So they're almost like outreach placements um, in a primary care setting. So there's Accrington, uh, Blackpool, Carlisle and Morecambe. So that's where we actually start seeing our patients at these different centres. So there's around six or seven per kind of deck. That's what we call them. Um, And then in third BDS, we just continue seeing patients um, around twice a week. Um, And then we've got a huge kind of pharmacology module. um, And then we're just carrying on with the kind of clinical knowledge. Um, Third BDS is is more chill. So it's it's quite nice. Um, And then in fourth BDS, um, again, continuing on with the decks. And we also start something called ETP. So it's an enhanced training program. So it's in the same place as our deck. Um, we actually got given our own surgery with um, a nurse and our own kind of day list of patients. So that's when you really start to feel like an independent dentist. Um, it's quite daunting, but once you get into it, it's, it's really, really good. Um, and then in, I forgot to mention in third BDS, we also do our block courses. So endo, uh, the crown course, peds course, exodontia. Um, and in fourth BDS, we can do our secondary care placements. So this is max fax, um, ortho, those kind of things. And then fifth BDS is just ev- it's just everything really, uh, lots and lots of patients. Um, so yeah, that's kind of like a breakdown of the course year by year. Amazing. So it is like you said it's very practical isn't it if you're seeing patients absolutely yeah very early on and then go into these different centers and do you attend these different centers is it just in bds2 that you second third fourth and yeah every year so you're you're literally there for the rest of your degree really so twice or three Mm -hmm. times a week you're seeing patients yeah amazing and do you stay at these different locations or do you travel yeah, you don't rotate. Um, so I, I'm i at Morecambe Deck, so I've stayed in Preston. Um, but some people actually move out of Preston. So you can live in Lancaster if you want to go to Morecambe. Um, some of the Carlisle students actually live in Carlisle because um, otherwise that'd be quite a long commute, really. So we do kind of, mm-hmm. after second BDS, we do spread out a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've decided just to stay at home. So that's nice then. 
how do you find that then? Because do you guys then get together for lectures or anything like that? Or is it really kind of in your individual sites that you're at? So in first year, our lectures were together in the Preston campus. Um, and then from third BDS onwards, we actually have these kind of video conferencing rooms at our individual decks. So we all kind of tune into one tutor from Preston who delivers the lecture. And we're all on the screen at our different decks. And we, we can all kind of chip in and um, ask questions. So um, it works quite nicely, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing is you just don't get to be there physically with your friends that are at other decks, um, mm-hmm. but it's it's not a bad thing, really. Mm-hmm. So from what I'm sort of gathering from your scene, it's quite independent learning, is it? Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of independent learning. Yeah. Yeah. So it's very much like on you to keep up with your lectures and everything like that. Absolutely. Yeah. But we also get a lot of help from tutors because we're so small like there's only a few students per deck we're really really close with the tutors as well so they do help out Mm -hmm. a lot as well so it's really really nice amazing just to kind of clarify because i think this is the (laughs) first time i've heard kind of courses (laughs) ran in this way and it is very very interesting actually to hear so you guys don't have a kind of main dental hospital or anything Yeah, it's really important that you've brought that up, Ryan, because when I first applied, I thought we saw um, patients just at Preston. Mm -hmm. Um, I wasn't aware of all these different kind of places that we'd see um, our patients. So, yeah. Yeah. With being on different uh, sites, how does that work? As in, do you guys get to pick where you go or are you kind of allocated? How does that all work? Um, So when you're doing your multiple mini interview, so at the end of the whole session, you actually Mm -hmm. get a choice. Um, They show you videos of each campus and a little bit about each area. And then Mm -hmm. you you have a choice so you can put two down. Um, So for myself, I put Blackpool and Morecambe down. And then when you actually get your offer, that's when they start allocating you to either your first or second choice. Um, So you find out a little bit later on, but you do get a choice of where where you Mm -hmm. can go, essentially. Well, it's an interesting way of doing it, actually. And it's something that you would need to know straight away for your interview rather than be sprung upon and have to make this big decision at interview. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And that's something else I didn't actually know. So when I was there, <laughs> they sprung it on me. I was like, oh, my gosh, where where, where do I apply? <laughs> um, but I absolutely love, like, I'm at Morecambe. Absolutely mm-hmm. love it. What I did was I actually asked one of the tutors. um, So in our interviews, the last station was actually a station where you could ask the tutor whatever you wanted. And I did actually say, oh, where would you recommend? And um, he kind of said as well with Morecambe, there's a a bypass to get there. And I thought, Mm -hmm. oh, great. So easy to to get to. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I think it would be something good to know so that you could do a wee Mm -hmm. bit of research yourself beforehand Yes, absolutely. To be a bit more clued up Mm -hmm. on where exactly you want to go or even what options you have in location. Definitely, definitely. Totally agree. So you guys go to those centres and are they established just solely for the you guys as students or are they practices that are functioning day to day as well? So they're kind of like community outreach placements. Okay. So um, they're attached to hospitals as well. And there's an emergency mm-hmm. centre with each uh, placement as well. So it's for students, but also kind of dentists and other mm-hmm. practitioners that work there as well. So it's quite multidisciplinary. We get to meet a lot of different uh, types of clinicians there as mm-hmm. well. So everyone's mm-hmm. very, very helpful. Yeah. 
And just to touch on what you said again earlier, like we've been integrated with the oral health science students. Again, mm-hmm. you're being integrated with all these different other professionals and getting you used to the way that you'll be working when you're actually going out into the, the big world when you should graduate. Absolutely. What yeah. I can gather, mm-hmm. yeah. Definitely. We're in um, phantom head with them. You wouldn't even know who studies dentistry and who studies um, hygiene therapy. We're so integrated, Mm -hmm. especially in that first year. And also, um, UCLan also has recently um, had this new kind of course called clinical dental technology. So as far as I'm aware, we're more integrated with um, clinical dental technicians Mm -hmm. as well. So I think it's just really Mm -hmm. important to understand every single member of the dental team, what they do, the scope of practice, so that you can really utilize and respect each other's roles as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, it sounds like that's what they're um, trying to achieve Mm -hmm. with the way that they're running the course at UCLan anyway. Definitely. This is really interesting (laughs) for us, I think. Um, How would you describe the teaching style that UCLan adapts? Um, So it's not very traditional. Um, That's what Mm. we've been told. I'm not very used to kind of traditional learning anyway. So even when I studied at Edinburgh, it was really, really small classroom sizes. I think there were 10 of us. Um, So it's very, very practical, very hands-on. There are lectures. We do some case-based learning sort of seminar tutorials as well, Um, but definitely not the huge kind of lectures. We're very much kind of in small groups. Um, So I I guess it's kind of a mixed, mixed blended kind of learning Mm -hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But it's very, very practical, very hands-on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. good, actually, to be so hands-on from early on. And when would it be that you would see your first patient? So our first patient, we see them in June of first year. Mm-hmm. And then we actually get a chance to shadow um, some of the older students. And that's from October. So that's a, a, like a mm-hmm. month after we actually start dental school and um, so we get to shadow them um, we have these kind of little booklets that we take to do reflections you kind of hot on reflections literally every month <laughs> constant reflections um, and then our first patients at the deck in June so we do kind of standard general exams uh, BPE perio charting um, some really simple restorative work if we feel comfortable at that stage as mm-hmm. well um, and then when you start again in third BDS, just it's kind of full steam ahead mm-hmm. twice a week, really getting stuck in there, um, mm-hmm. seeing patients. It must be quite nice for, like, I know that you came from a dental background for, yeah. for those coming, um, you know, as a postgraduate to just get stuck in and get into what it is that you're wanting mm-hmm. to do. Yes, definitely. I think it's a little bit daunting for some people, but once you get mm-hmm. used to it, it's it's like second nature really. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. so it's really really nice. Yeah. Yeah. So with being at different sites, um what are the clinical facilities like? Um do they differ depending on what site you are at or are they quite consistent across the different sites? Um the they're quite consistent. I think, um, so we've got the Preston Clinic, so that's where we have our phantom heads um, and the prosthetic lab and the anatomy room. We've also got a clinic in Preston that's attached to the main lecture theatre where you've got all the kind of specialists, so the endo specialists and restorative specialists, so we can actually shadow and observe them. So it's really kind of state-of-the-art kind of uh, facilities, mo- really modern, because UCLan's quite a modern dental school mm-hmm. as well. And then each deck mm-hmm. is very very similar uh really modern as well i've been to a few of the other ones and it seems pretty similar with what we're offered and we've also got phantom heads at the decks as well just if we want to practice yeah. and and whatnot so very very similar across all four decks mm-hmm. 
So is it just sort of like, would you, from what I can gather, it's like many dental hospitals, but yeah. across these <laughs> different sites. Absolutely. Right? Yeah, you hit the nail on the okay. head there. That's, that's exactly okay. what it is. <laughs> That's fine. I'm just trying to clarify it for myself. <laughs> I know there's a lot. There's a, it's very yeah. kind of secretive, but yeah, that, <laughs> I know it's a lot yeah. to take in. Mm-hmm. No, it's fascinating. And so with you guys being in different locations, and as you said, like sort of separated as a year and things, how do they sort of manage doing exams? Is it all sort of online? Mm-hmm. in person so uh pre-covid it was in person at preston um mm-hmm. but because of the pandemic we've kind of um they they watch us on webcam <laughs> at home or they actually get us into the decks so that the tutors can observe us and make sure everything's okay but it's all kind of online um and the exams are mainly um multiple choice or um saq kind of short answer questions so those those are the kind of main written exams and we usually have an exam per module as well um and then we have our oski so that's around an oski a year we have something called direct observe procedures as well so these are kind of mini oskis that are kind of scattered throughout the year um and they're just to make sure that you're literally on top of your clinical skills um level and if you're not they'll mm-hmm. very happy to help you mm-hmm. um got some assignments to do throughout the year um and case presentations as well so yeah mm-hmm. those are the kind of main exams mm-hmm. so pretty sort of standardized yeah. as a dental school yeah yeah i know you'll have your reflections as you were mentioning quite regularly yeah. as well <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> monthly reflections so that's a lot uh, of information to do with the dental school and the way that things are run with you clan which is really valuable to those who are listening and i think becky and i have learned a lot about another mm-hmm. graduate entry <laughs> yeah, definitely. course um but to move away from that now what is lancashire like as a place you know you guys are all dotted about the place how do you find that and what is Preston like as a place? So in first year, we're all basically based in Preston. I actually think Preston's mm-hmm. a really fantastic kind of mm-hmm. student city. Plenty of students. Um, it's not too, too big and it's not too, too small. So everywhere's really accessible. So you can just get to town really quickly. You can go to the cinema. Um, there's loads and loads of things to do. There's loads of bars, uh, restaurants, brunch places, cafes that are opening up. Um, and it's also got really, really good transport links. So I think it's about 30 to 40 minutes to get to places like Manchester, Liverpool, if you want like a weekend away or a day trip. Um, even Edinburgh, Glasgow, London, they're only two hours on the train. So really easy to get to. Um, so the people that move away as well, it's not too far. and Although at the beginning we were like, oh, you know, we're not going to be able to see each other. Actually, it's quite nice to visit one another. So it kind of gets you out of the same mm-hmm. location and you just get to enjoy your weekends being in a different location. Um, so even when I've visited friends in Carlisle, it's the, the Lake District is at our doorstep. It's absolutely stunning. Um, so I think it's I think the Northwest has a lot to offer. It's, it's actually mm-hmm. really beautiful and there's plenty mm-hmm. of things to do. Really, really great. Yeah, it sounds really sort of positive and like you say, um, lots to explore as well with you being sort of <laughs> dotted around here. Yeah, there. absolutely. Um, you're from Preston, you're settled. Yes. Um, so you're probably used to sort of the cost of living and things there. Would, would you be able to give us sort of an insight into that? So I think it's reasonably okay. I don't think it's too expensive. Um, I haven't lived out, but from um, my friends, they've told me that it's not too bad. I think you can get a few more, um, 
expensive places close, closer to the city mm-hmm. centre, but it's definitely not like London <laughs> prices <laughs> or Manchester. So I think it's quite affordable mm-hmm. um, and affordable place to yeah. live, really. That's good to hear. And in terms of when you guys as a cohort are all at Preston in the first year, where is that campus mm-hmm. kind of in relation to the city centre for Preston? It's like a five-minute yeah. walk away from the city centre, five to ten minutes, super duper close. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really nice mm-hmm. because you can just chill out between lectures and, um, yeah, no, really, really easy to get to. Mm-hmm. That's good. And you mentioned, like, in your sort of introduction part about um, UCLan saying that you have a part-time job working as a dental therapist. Yes. Do you do you do you do that alongside your studies? Yes, so I actually work in yeah. London. So I travel to London mm-hmm. every other weekend and work as a dental hygienist. Um, and then I, so I do that every other weekend. And then during uh, the pandemic, when things started to calm down, I actually managed to get a dental therapist job as well. Um, the main reason was just to kind of keep up my clinical skills because obviously they didn't let us see patients Mm -hmm. anymore for a while so I thought I Mm -hmm. I did this for a little bit um with uni picking up soon I've I've had to cut down just with it being so intense Mm -hmm. and they actually recommend that you don't get a job (laughs) in our first week I remember they said do not have a job whilst studying dentistry but for me it's really acted as like a kind of motivational kind of thing Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. so yeah I think quite a few people have Mm part-time jobs but they kind of stick it to the weekends or if you've just got a random day or afternoon off um it's just Mm -hmm. nice it's just nice to be able to do that yeah and mm-hmm, absolutely kinda, despite that advice that the uni gave about not having a job would you say that there is like it is feasible you would say absolutely I think it's really important to manage your time I think uh, dentistry is so intense but I think it's really important to be able to do other things and really balance mm-hmm. learn how to balance your time well um so I think if you're really organized um, it's it's good to have a job just to kind of do something different. Um, mm-hmm. But I do think it's really intense. So it really depends on the individual if you can manage having a part time job as well. Mm-hmm. I think it's I think that's a really important point that you've made in the sense that it is a skill that you do need to learn how to do, like going mm-hmm. forward. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, it is all about sort of time management, and I think that's mm-hmm. the generic thing that a lot of people have been saying in our in our podcast as well it's like if you can make it work then it, it does, does. It suits up it suits you as a person absolutely yeah for sure in terms of well to take you back to your own application to you clan what would you say the application process is like you mentioned earlier that um you clan have their own kind of entrance exam is that different to the UCAT and things? Yes, so I did do the UCAT, um, but UCLAN doesn't actually recognise it. It, You don't need to do the UKCAT or UCAT, sorry, um, for UCLAN, but they do have an entrance exam. Um, Mm -hmm. I think it's in around November time and it's a multiple choice exam, but it covers so much it covers uh, immunology which is something I did not know from my previous degree the musculoskeletal system cardiovascular respiratory those kind of bodily systems so it was not going to lie it was actually quite a tough exam and then if you pass the exam that's when you go on to do the multiple mini interviews so there's lots and lots of stations um, so they can interview um, there's a communication 
um, station. There's an acting station, manual dexterity station. Um, there's a debating station from my memory as well. So it's pretty intense. Um, I remember... I remember leaving that and crying. I was like, there's no way I've got into UCLan. Oh, no. It was so intense. But um, it's a great experience, actually, because everything, a part, a part of that multiple interview, it's everything that dentistry is. Um, there's so much mm-hmm. to it. So mm-hmm. it really kind of um, highlights everything that's going to be involved at dental school. So uh, really good experience. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was the, the main, apart from, you know, your personal statement and applying through mm-hmm. um, UCAS mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. I'm not really sure if the dental schools have entrance exams. I'm really not aware, actually. No. As far as I'm concerned, you're the first dental school that we've heard of, which is quite interesting. I mean, I can Mm -hmm. see where you clan are coming from in terms of, because it's a graduate entry and you're going straight into kind of BDS2, it's almost like screening that you have the required knowledge that you'll need to get past Mm -hmm. to that level. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So, so with that, is do they let you know a kind of pass mark that you need to achieve? Is that the same every year, or how, um, how does that work? You can actually inquire. I did not. I did not want to know. <laughs> um, but I think they don't actually tell you. They they don't tell you what mark you got. They don't tell you what you ranked. But um, I know a few people that have sort of asked and that you can find out. But it's not something mm-hmm. that they kind of give out easily. Okay. And is that a kind of as long as you pass the exam, you would get invited to interview or do you have to be within a certain I do think it's or... a certain bracket um, right. because otherwise it'd be, let's say everyone, every single person passed that exam. That's just a lot of people. I think mm-hmm. they do standardise everything um, mm-hmm. so that they don't interview loads and loads of people. So it's very standardised, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. And there okay. is a bracket. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And sorry, do you take that, how far in advance do you take that before finding out about interviews so the exam was in november and i think the interviews were december so not too far apart actually right yeah mm-hmm. and how did you find doing that exam it was hard <laughs> it was hard <laughs> i had to revise um so i didn't go straight from uni i because i hadn't studied for a few years i did revise mm-hmm. it wasn't awful it was a bit tricky and it is doable so mm-hmm. not too bad but definitely anyone that's going to apply to uclan revise just revise those kind of main mm-hmm. topics mm-hmm. definitely and do uclan then give you a kind of list of topics to go over yeah they, they give you kind of like a broad kind of list um mm-hmm. so it's quite tricky mm-hmm. sometimes to tell just how much you have to learn but they definitely give you some sort mm-hmm. of rough kind of list um mm-hmm. or guidance at least mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and would you have any advice for people or any tips for people who are maybe going to be sitting that exam then um just study (laughs) don't leave it last minute just have a good broad range of kind of knowledge on each topic but you don't go too in depth either for the Mm -hmm. exam Mm -hmm. um just Mm -hmm. follow UCLan's guidance they're there to help you so Mm -hmm. definitely just follow their guidance and Mm -hmm. and study a little bit beforehand wow another interesting fact about UCLan (laughs) (laughs) um it's a sort of sort of move away from that then Mm -hmm. what's the best thing for you um in attending UCLan um definitely the practical element um I that's how I personally learn best I 
really struggle actually sometimes listening to a lecture and thinking how, how does that work in real life but because they kind of chuck you in it makes so much more sense and um, so that's mm-hmm. been my favorite mm-hmm. thing and also just how close-knit everybody is we're like a big family um, everyone gets on so well and it's so nice because we all want to help each other um, it doesn't actually feel competitive with other students we're just mm-hmm. we're just a little family and the tutors um, know us really well um, so that's really nice and you don't feel silly for asking questions you feel nice and comfortable mm-hmm. to be able to ask those questions mm-hmm. so that's been my favorite part just getting stuck in um, with all the patience mm-hmm. and practical side of things mm-hmm. yeah that's good to hear and I think that does come across in terms of you guys being so small and being so tight-knit and your own yeah, little absolutely. bubbles and, and you, your dots around mm-hmm. the campuses yes um, <laughs> so would you have any advice for those that are aspiring to apply to dentistry? So, yeah, I think um, whether you're an undergrad or graduate entry kind of applicant, I think definitely look up every single uni because everyone's got their own teaching methods that might suit you or might not. And the worst thing is if you go somewhere and it just doesn't suit your learning style. So definitely research the course structure, um, research how they teach, research the city that you're going to as well. Um, you want to be able mm-hmm. to have, have, you know, have a good time there. It's not all about the academic side. You want to be able to enjoy it. It's such an intense course. So it's really important to balance and look after yourself as well. Um, so those would be my main tips, really. Just make sure um, that you research the course properly and just ring up the admissions as well. Find out more information about the, the dental school. So those are, those mm-hmm. are my main tips. Absolutely. I think um, I think they're really good advice for those that are applying. I think people almost get too scared to call up admissions, actually, <laughs> when they're applying. Oh, I can understand um, why, but it's but yeah, important. I think, yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. And um, you have an Instagram page. Um, yes. Would you be happy to share that for those that are listening just now to these podcasts? Oh, absolutely. It's a bit of a long one. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah no absolutely happy to happy to share that so it's um it's at smiles underscore with underscore sash so i'll probably change it in the future but yeah i'm really happy to um have anyone message me if they've got any more questions i know i've had to condense a lot about you clan in this episode um but yeah really happy for anyone to message me about anything that's brilliant Amazing, perfect. I'll also pop um your name into the bio and everything. That's Amazing this, um episode, so they'll know where to find you. But that's perfect. Yeah, I think that does bring this episode to an end. So thanks for letting us know all about you, Clan. It's been great to have you on. Lovely, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a real pleasure actually talking to you both. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I really enjoyed this one. So thank you for your time. Oh, thank you. We are really enjoying making these episodes and we hope you have found them interesting and learned a little more about dentistry. And you can follow us on Instagram at dental underscore appointment to keep up to date with us. Until our next episode. Bye. Bye.